Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Tuesday. The whole idea is he's got this I need answers shtick where he asks those bizarre questions, weird ones that make you think, that make you go, huh. And then he always pairs it with his own signature reaction, which is just great. But uh, it's not just a, just a story of somebody getting a lot of views on some online streaming thing. You know what I mean? This is a really cool story. He did an interview with CBC and uh, was talking about how, unfortunately, uh, he was a young lad when, uh, when a, a parent passed away, lost his father when he was 10. And, uh, you know, that had an, had an impact on his life. And uh, as he got a little bit older and as this opportunity came up, he started to put these questions out there and it became a thing. Again, gained traction. He's now had people responding saying, like, you've saved 2020. Thank you for making me laugh. Thank you for brightening my day. Um, he gets hundreds, sometimes thousands of messages uh, in a 24-hour period. Lots of love coming in for Jesse. And, hey, love from right here behind the microphone at 100.5 Cruise FM. Jesse, anytime you want to call uh, and ask those weird questions, feel free. 780-715-CRUISE-2789. Phone numbers Always ready to go for you while the Steve Reeves show is on. But uh, if you haven't seen him, you can you can follow if you got the TikTok account, or you can just enjoy from afar. Jesse Joseph Jeannot. Uh I need answers. Why do waterfalls never run out of water? Oh. Hey, if you think about it, the amount of people older than you never goes up. Oh. Yo, are you telling the truth if you lie in bed? Hey, why is it that you didn't cop any I Need Answers merch yet? Link in bio. Go get yourself fresh dough. Ah. <laughs> two, two, two things. That ending reaction is what sells it for me every time. Makes me laugh. And two, Halloween music in the background. Nice. Heads up, USS fans. The duo that is ubiquitous Synergy Seeker have announced their breakup, but a future breakup. Their now final album release was already set to arrive January 8th, and the band made it clear that they intend to schedule a tour to support that album and serve as a farewell when it's appropriate to do so. After that, it's kaput for Ash and Human Kebab as a duo. Staple names in music, particularly through the 90s, are joining together to celebrate David Bowie in a virtual tribute set for Bowie's birthday uh, also on January 8th. Bowie's pianist Mark Garson, uh, Mike Garson, is driving force behind the event. It was going to feature performances from Trent Reznor, Billy Corgan, Perry Farrell, Joe Elliott, Gavin Rossdale, and a whole lot more. And Tenacious D has covered the Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show in a very timely way. For one, it's almost Halloween, and both Jack Black and Kyle Gass are fully in several costumes in the, vis uh, in the video from the musical, and it's also been shifted slightly into encouragement for Americans to get out and vote, which they only have, you know, about a week more to do so. Here's a taste of what that sounds like. And that's it for music news this morning. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM.
hikers in BC who were uh, hot stepping it out into the snow and very immediately became uh, very cold footed. Uh, the story goes that they missed a turn on a trail that they kind of knew that they were going to be taking and ended up walking just straight into the woods until like the snow revealed no more trail, realizing they were in trouble with darkness falling and temperature falling with it. Uh, they were able to miraculously, it seems, get some cell phone footage or foot signal rather and get some information about their location out there. Um, and there was no helicopters in that area to save them at that time just because they could not do any night flights. Good thing that we have that ability around here, am I right? Thank you, Hero Foundation. Uh, But uh, they had to ground those helicopters back in Vancouver after darkness, so after a three-hour hike, these guys were, I mean, they were warmed up first, but a three-hour hike back out of the woods, they are safe, they are apologetic, they are thankful, and they are now serving as a reminder to everybody to be safe during the winter months. Uh, well, they, they, were, they were in street clothes was the biggest problem. Not so much, uh, you know, the, the fact that they lost the trail. That is a, a dangerous thing, of course, but had they been a little bit more equipped, might not have been so dire of a situation, right? In street clothes, like street shoes and everything, uh, I don't think they're going to be making that mistake again. There's always those, those, those dudes out there in the shorts all winter long. Hey, power to you. Just, just keep a little warmth in your car in case you, you have some car trouble. And if you go hiking in the woods, please, at least for my peace of mind, just, just, just wear some pants. Wear some pants for me. Wednesday. Well, their Halloween display is a little bit extra. It literally looks like at least four people have been murdered right on the front step. <laughs> I mean, straight up. Do you remember the Calvin and Hobbes comics from when you were a little bit younger, uh, you know, a few years ago? There were always the wintry ones where Calvin would be doing kind of grotesque displays of snowmen. In some cases, as if they had, like, murdered or cannibalized each other. A lot of blood on the snow and everything. And, you know, the parents would always talk about how the neighbors had something to say about that. This is exactly that. This is Calvin. The, the, whoever lives at this house grew up like Calvin 100%. Um, there's a guy with, like, a chainsaw sticking in the middle of his back. There's just a wheelbarrow with a bag full of stuff. Looks like maybe legs coming out of it. There's a guy with a safe that fell on his head. And even up on top of the roof, somebody with some sort of gigantic blade, like a sword-like, machete-like thing coming out of him. Uh, It has prompted a few visits from the local authorities. (laughs) Apparently, they come to keep checking on it. Um, He says, the owner of of the, uh, says in interviews that, uh, you know, he's just a big fan of decorating for Halloween. Usually, it's kind of goofy. Like, uh, big, big skeleton seven-foot ghosts, fog machine, lights, that kind of thing. This year, he just wanted to not go campy at all with it, go ultra-realistic. It's horrifying. I mean, I gotta say, well done, but he, I guess he keeps outdoing himself as people are complaining or, or, or taking issue or even just trying to keep their lunch down with a little regurgitation going on while they're walking by. Uh, it's been causing some issues. Um... I don't know if I'd love to live next to this. I'd definitely be questioning if this guy wants to do the purge later on. The first trailer for Zappa, a documentary seeking to explain the perfectly unexplainable mustache and soul patch sporting artist himself. The documentary, fully approved by and with the cooperation of the Zappa estate, uh, will be out November 27th. They dug into the archives. Expect weirdness. Sting, infamous for being hard to work with, is detailing a compilation album of his collaborations with other artists. The collection is simply called Duets, and will even feature a new recording titled September with Italian singer Zucchero. Guess what? It's also out November 27th. 
And making this edition of Music News a hat trick of new old releases, legendary horror director John Carpenter, as well as a legendary score musician John Carpenter, is releasing an album of non-soundtrack songs with Cody Carpenter and Daniel Davies helping out. It is called Lost Themes 3, Alive After Death, and we actually won't be available November 27th. It's out February 5th, 2021. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Zeppelin Fool in the Rain, some music history for you. That, of course, is from their In Through the Outdoor album. And uh, was uh, the album itself not exactly uh, a favorite, uh, especially among critics when it was released in 1979. But that song, Fool in the Rain, often a uh, celebrated song. People really seem to enjoy it. And I think partly because of the relatable content. I mean, the whole story about being upset about being stood up and then realizing, no, 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 you're standing them up because you're in the wrong place at the right time. Uh, but what's interesting about that song is a couple of facts. One being the the meter. It's a polyrhythmic meter inside the song. Uh, the piano and the bass are playing six beats per measure. And uh, the melody, as well as parts of the drum, playing four beats per measure, all at the same time. And it all kinds of, like, you know, jumps in and out of sync all the way through the entire song. Uh, it was actually John Paul Jones on bass, as well as Robert Plant on the mic, of course, uh, who came up with the idea for putting the, the Latin flavor into this song after they were inspired by watching the FIFA World Cup the year before the album came out in 1978 while they were in Argentina. Also happens to be the very last single that the band released before officially disbanding in 1980. There you go, Fool in the Rain. Some fun facts! Talking scary things. Well, actually, things that are unintentionally disturbing and unintentionally scary uh, for kids. Now, a lot, a lot comes from outside of our continent. Not all of it, though. I mean, we did have Ananas from Telefrance. That was the pinnacle for me. I remember those videos from when I was a kid. I mean, they really kind of fell out of being used in classrooms to help teach French in the 90s, but that's when I was in class, was in the 90s. And I, I will never forget that scary pineapple that does not, I repeat, does not look like a pineapple. It looks like an alien pod thing that is trying to imitate a pineapple. It's like the thing from John Carpenter's movie trying to replicate what a, what a pineapple would look like. And it is absolutely terrifying. And I mean, it's not all old stuff. I mean, some slightly newer stuff from generations a little younger than me, the Wiggles from Australia, at least the puppet versions of the Wiggles. Nightmare. Nightmare fuel. In the U.S., Peppermint Park. Total, total ripoff of Sesame Street, by the way. And scarier than the Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, but then the U.K. I think the U.K. has a bit of a concentration of very creepy characters. Not that I ever saw it in my lifetime, but I've seen the videos online of Mr. Nosybonk from a show called Jigsaw in the U.K., Absolutely terrifying. Uh, Mr. Blobby as well from the UK. Uh, now, this was like a live in-studio show. And uh, at one point, Mr. Blobby actually made a girl cry during taping, throwing her birthday cake to the floor on her birthday, causing Dad to rush the stage and attack Mr. Blobby. <laughs> I don't think that made it into the final cut of the show, but still. Um, but um, that's not it from the UK. In fact, it's not even just about necessarily kids programming. Certain things that are totally normal, at least from the creator's standpoint, is absolutely unintentionally disturbing. Uh, what What do you think is the answer to the question, Elaine? What disturbed you when you were younger? Doctor Who. <laughs> like the old Doctor Who, like 60s style? Yeah, with the old Daleks and the cyborg and all that lot, yeah. <laughs> eradicate, eradicate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I watched that uh, not when it first came out, obviously, but I definitely watched some Doctor Who, some classic, classic Doctor Who as a kid, and uh, I, I prefer the newer stuff. <laughs> Thursday. 
when were you the most scared in your life? I mean, really, I mean, there's a variety of different answers it could come from, and it might be something you've been repressing just a little bit. So, I mean, uh, I guess I'm playing uh, unofficial therapist just a little bit, trying to get these memories out, exercise them a little bit. But give me a call or text, 780-715-CRUISE. I'll share. I'll go first. Um, you know, I, I used to be uh, a little bit of a scaredy cat as a kid. That quickly went away, as I now have a deep love for, like, horror movies and and, and, and horror video games as well, and just love that uh, that that uneasy feeling that they give, and, and it's, it's just pure entertainment. However, trying out for the first time ever virtual reality horror games. <laughs> and I gotta tell you, there's something about the fact that it encapsulates my entire field of view, that you put the like noise-canceling headphones on and you can't hear anything from the real world, and it has a psychological effect. You are transported to a different world, a different time, different place, whatever the case may be. Sometimes even into, you know, like a truly abstract, theoretical type world, getting into like liminal spaces, which could be super creepy, but but uh, yeah, horror video games in a VR world, that is the most scared, like the purest terror that I have felt in my entire life. And it's such a relief when you take the headphones off, you take the goggles off, and you see yourself back in the real world and you can breathe properly once again. It's too much. It's too much for me. I'm a scaredy cat when it comes to that stuff. What has, what has scared you? Music news for you. Alice Cooper, Gavin Rossdale, Bishop Briggs, and more will be judges for a new singing competition show called No Cover. The gimmick being that all contestants will have to perform original songs only, no covers. Applications for the show actually remain open as a production timeline is way up in the air. Damon Albarn of Gorillaz revealed in an interview with Radio.com that there is a Gorillaz-based movie in the works. Details beyond that were not forthcoming. Albarn simply said, We are supposed to be making a film while we're doing season two of Song Machine. We signed contracts. We've begun scripts and stuff. That's about it. And Neil Young's older brother Bob has released his very first song ever at the age of 78. The song is titled Hey America, recorded with a band Bob calls the Peterboroughs. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Throughout this week, we've been asking people to get in touch and let us know where the best Halloween decorations are, where the, the best decorated houses around the community are located. And uh, we've got a big, big list of them. And uh, and as well, other people have been collecting lists throughout the entire month. Some people have been just straight pen to paper everywhere they go and just keeping track and sharing that with other people. So uh, fantastic. There's even a group, Spooky Houses of Fort McMurray, like a Facebook group dedicated to this very purpose. But also, uh, Melanie Gellia, a uh, Fort McMurray a real estate agent, has put together a, uh, a map that makes it super handy, a map and a list. Um, I'm sure it's very comprehensive. There might be a few extras, so get into the comments and add those addresses as well. And uh, and uh, get out there for a tour. I mean, every night this week is ideal for going on a tour to take a look around. And uh, as I've been talking about too, I'm, I'm encouraging some trick-or-treating. Be as safe as you need to be, of course. But if you're not feeling quite comfortable with that at least you know you can stick inside your vehicle and take that tour as well on halloween night this saturday it's going to be a great time check that out we've just shared that up on our face business the uh, the map as well as the list of addresses that you can take a look at 101 greenwich lane you're definitely going to want to take a visit to if you want to do a walkabout they've got a walkthrough haunted house situation and they're accepting some donations for the uh for the wood buffalo food bank as well a good repeatable prank challenge is something that is achievable with materials that you've got on hand and is something that is really going to hook, line, and sinker get somebody right off the bat. 
Unless, of course, they know about the prank. But the latest one that I've seen is a challenge uh, that is known as the Nutella prank. I mean, some people genericize it, the chocolate spread prank. Either way, the function is the same. You basically, you need a child, preferably your own child would be best. Uh, absolutely recommend that it is somebody that is related to you. Um, and basically, you ask them, oh, no, oh, no, we've run out of TP in the bathroom. And for those who don't store it in the bathroom nearby, uh, you get somebody to go and grab you a fresh roll. They do you the favor. So they think that they're coming to help out. Meanwhile, you're ready to go with some Nutella on your fingers. And then when you go to grab the toilet paper roll from them, you, you nick them with it, you mark them with it and see what happens. They're kind of like this. Just, just listen close. Poor kid just immediately starts retching, walks by mom on the toilet to go to the bathtub, start the water, and dry heave into the bathtub. Poor kid. I mean, hey, yeah, at least he knows what he's doing, right? Friday. Have you ever had your your pumpkin stolen? Uh, you know, has it ever just disappeared from the front of your place? You know, uh, wherever you, you put it outside to improve the lives of those around you? You know what? To, like, bring up the Halloween spirit and to... And, uh, you know, you put some effort into it. You want to show it off. You're looking for a little validation as well. And somebody just absconds with it. Maybe maybe smashes it somewhere. Rude. Uh, not quite as rude as what happened to somebody from Vancouver, though. This story just caught my eye this morning. Um, insult to injury is what's going on here. Because not only was this Vancouver resident the victim of some theft... Uh, specifically the theft of their bike, their transportation, their mode of commute. And uh, then they also happen to be, I'm guessing, quite a cyclist, you know, by personality, because they decided when they carved a jack-o'-lantern, they were going to carve a nice night scene. There's a moon, there's a silhouette of a tree, and there's a bike. Well, the bike from the pumpkin got stolen, too. <laughs> In separate incidents, I, I might add. The bike got stolen. Later on that exact same day, the bike and tree cutout parts of the pumpkin were also ripped out of the jack-o'-lantern. Uh, I don't know if there's a reward set for that, but they did set out a reward for the bike as well. Uh, I mean, apparently quite an expensive one. The pumpkin less so, but really that's just the insulting part. That's just the part that adds the sting to it. I've definitely had a pumpkin taken from the step before. Never have I had a bike and a bike carving of a pumpkin taken in the same day. Uh, somebody give that person some candy. Let them eat their feelings a little bit. What was the scariest moment in your life? The worst scare you've had? Like a prank, uh, even a movie, close call, whatever. Well, right into the movie stuff, uh, Christine got in touch. She said, We snuck into a theater when she was eight-ish, watched the movie Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Can't say I even have seen that one, but she says, I ran screaming from the theater when her head rolled down the stairs. Um, spoiler alert, but I think that the statute of limitations on that is well past. Hope you're doing well now, Christine. Um, and uh, speaking of close calls, Laura actually got in touch, said it was it was 2016. Around, you know, May-ish, might ring a bell. She said, uh, driving to Escape Beacon Hill, having to replace the tires on the truck afterwards because of heat damage. That is absolutely wild. Um, then you've got Mary Lee getting in touch, saying, watching her baby sister on a runaway horse blindly going through trees. That, okay, that's legitimately very, very, very scary. All of it is. All of this is. Even Adrian, uh, another car story. Driving south before the highway was twinned a little while ago, uh, top the hill, 
and spotted another vehicle passing on a solid line when they shouldn't have been in his lane. So he goes to the middle. The guy who was in his lane goes to the shoulder. Guy in the other lane, actual oncoming traffic, stays in his lane. And so he basically threads the needle, splits the difference between the two of them. I would have been shaken. I would have needed a bathroom break immediately after that, Adrian. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. For a little variety, you know, instead of just funny-sounding place names from across the nation, like, for instance, Dildo Newfoundland, split into both upper and lower sections of the town. Uh, No, this is scary-sounding place names around uh, the entire nation, around Canada. And right out of Newfoundland, uh, there's actually Coffin Cove. It's right next to Burial Bay and a hop down the road from Creatures Content. Okay, those two are made up, but Coffin Cove is a real place. There's also Axe Point in the Northwest Territories. Now, not exactly like a true settlement. It's a former U.S.-Canada military camp during World War II. Apparently, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff left behind from that era as well. Make it an extra creepy, though extremely remote. You might not find yourself there ever. Phantom Beach, Saskatchewan. Sounds spooky. Actually, quite beautiful and serene by all accounts. And then you've also got Payne Court, Ontario. Absolutely, absolutely with a name like that should be the setting and title of a slasher movie. Canadian style. I'm looking at the boys behind either Letterkenny or or behind uh, Trailer Park Boys. Maybe team up together. Jonathan Torrens should be the killer. That's that's what I'm talking about. And that's just scratching the surface. More scary sounding place names from Canada on the way. More scary sounding Canadian locations for you. Uh, that was Aerosmith. Walk This Way 100.5. Cruise FM. And Well, we already covered a few, but... There's also Dead Creek, New Brunswick we didn't get to. Uh, way, way scarier than Dawson's, basically. Uh, Blood Rain River. Blood Vein River in Manitoba. <laughs> what a name. Why not call it, like, Cut Stab River or Dead Kill River? There's also Spooky Hollow, Ontario. So much more spooky than Sleepy Hollow, let me tell you. Sleepy Hollow's snoozeroo. Uh, kind of makes Sleepy Hollow seem tame with, you know, they're missing people and headless horsemen. Okay, maybe not. Still pretty creepy legend, but still. There's also Desolation Sound, BC. Is it a marine park on the West Coast? Or is it the the deafening silence of the countless live venues across Canada with no performances on the stage? There's a reason it's called a ghost light, right? Uh, Grave Flats, Alberta as well. Bringing it right home here to Alberta. Not a graveyard whatsoever. Actually, turns out it's like a beautiful flat-ish stretch of nature that a lot of locals love to off-road on. Unless, of course, there is a graveyard underneath that we just don't know about. Go ahead! Take your chances. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Four members of the B.B. King Band will have a chance to portray themselves in the unauthorized and dramatized biopic, The Thrill is Gone, exploring a friendship between B.B. King and drummer Michael Zanatis in the 1980s. Uh, It's suspected the B.B. King estate is maintaining the unauthorized status of this project because they're already developing their own true biopic about the blues legend. Timelines for either film have not actually been released, though. Uh, The Strokes' Julian Casablancas has launched a new interview series with Rolling Stone magazine called SOS Earth is a Mess. In a statement, he said, over the course of this show, I will reach out to the shapers of tomorrow for their opinion on all affairs that affect Earth. The first segment already available, actually. Meanwhile, the Strokes will be musical guests on Saturday Night Live tomorrow. And John Fogarty, CCR frontman and now history report helper. His granddaughter needed a, a helping hand to put together a history report for school virtually. She starts the video by saying... 
My grandpa wrote a song called Fortunate Son. He was a veteran. It was about himself and others who were forced to go fight a war they did not support, yet around him were others of privilege and upper class that didn't have to. My generation can't let this happen again. Hit it, Grandpa! And then Grandpa Fogarty gets busy on the guitar. Fantastic. Still squeaking around with my balloon-filled costume. Uh, show us your costume through the day or even the weekend, of course. Get in touch with a photo. Um, we're also, maybe with your jack-o'-lantern. We were asking you earlier this week to show us your pumpkins. Oh, no, not those pumpkins. I mean the jack-o'-lanterns. Uh, this story, brutal. Adding insult to injury. Talking about it just a little bit earlier today about a man in Vancouver who had his bike stolen. I mean, that's bad enough, right? And he used it for work, like he was a bike delivery guy, courier type, uh, and uh, you know, has his bike stolen. And then not long after, after finding a replacement bike and going out hunting for pumpkins and then using that bike to car- cart the pumpkin back home, and then he carved a night scene of a, of a bike leaning up against a tree. There's a moon and everything. And somebody stole the bike out of the jack-o'-lantern, leaving just a big gaping hole to see the, the candle through. Who steals... A pumpkin bicycle. That makes no sense to me at all. I mean, uh, maybe there just weren't any bikes around, but I don't think you're going to make a lot of money off that fencing it. I just really, I don't see the wisdom here, the business plan. doesn't really seem to exist. But, uh, you know, I I think that having a pumpkin stolen, though, uh, in general, is something that everybody can relate to. Always used to bug me in the movie Hocus Pocus. Do you remember when the bullies come to bug the main character and his little sister right as they walk out of their parents' front door, I might add, and they steal a pumpkin, they smash it on the ground like a foot from the step. I'm like, where are the parents to complain about this? Where are the parents to do something about it? Uh, I digress. Uh, sometimes the parents are just too busy with life to actually make sure that they can protect their pumpkins, much like much like Bob from Bob's Burgers. Hey, Lynn, can you bring me the salt? Come get it yourself! You know I can't leave my post. Bob, Tina got cursed today! Oh, sorry, Tina. Would it help if you brought me the salt? Just come get it, Bob! Fine! Quick, 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 It's gone! What? Really? You made me come get the salt! Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.